0: This is Betty, I'm the Witch from the North. And I'm Lancel, the Island Witch. And And you're you're listening listening to Rosemary Rosemary by by the the Bucketful.
1: So welcome back to another episode of Rosemary by the Bucketful. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about money magic and um, we have a special guest, which Lancel will introduce in just a moment. We are very excited, Um, but I just wanted to do a, a preface real quick. So aside from love spells, money magic and prosperity spells are probably one of the most asked about by beginners and outsiders, which is kind of what spurred this topic for today's episode. And we just wanted to put a disclaimer out there as well that um, we don't believe that money magic is a quick fix or an end-all solution to your financial concerns, and we are not financial advisors. (laughs) So Lancel, did you want to introduce our guest?
0: Today we are talking to Nike. You might know her on Twitter as Warrior Witch N. You know her on Instagram, Warrior Witch Nike, and YouTube, and her podcast, which she runs with friends, Occultism with a Side of Salt, Nike
2: that's me (laughs) yeah so uh you know like they said I'm Nike the warrior witch uh I actually met Lancel on a witchcraft server that we uh were both on and then you know on I believe it was Instagram you and I started following each other Um, like just all three of us and then, you know, we started communicating later. Uh, I have, just as as a general introduction to my practice, I do a lot of folk magic and I also do stuff with the Norse pantheon and the Greek pantheon. So like some Greek magic, some Norse magic and and just generally like folk magic as a whole sphere with some now starting to incorporate some sprinkles of some ceremonial stuff, some planetary stuff and astrology. Money magic is actually one of the first kind of spells that I really started getting into, and which is very common. Like, the the really common ones, especially if you're doing paid spell work, are usually, like, money or business and love. Like, it's, it's those two are the big ones. Um, and since I didn't really have to worry about my love life, uh, I turned to money magic because, you know, I'm a college student. I could always use a little bit of extra cash, and it's one of the easier ways to sort of... Uh, in a way, like, watch your magic become real as you're starting your practice. And I, uh, <laughs> I, money magic just seems to sort of be a part of my practice, too. I started doing some work with a new deity, like, a year ago, and immediately I found a $50 gift card on the ground by my car when nobody had parked by me. So, like, money magic has just always been a thing, and it's, it's really evolved over time to be a mix of, like folk stuff and I've started including some ceremonial and planetary stuff. Um it's it's definitely been an interesting uh journey, shall we say, in like how my money magic specifically has evolved, but it's it's definitely something that I've done from the beginning and I think it it might be one of the easiest ways it might be one of the easiest ways for beginners to really uh get into magic, I would say. I think it's pretty safe.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah, I've had a similar experience where one of the first spells I did was also for money or prosperity, so.
0: I also agree. Um, I'm going to start us off with a question, actually, is that can beginners practice money magic? Because if you're on forums and in the community, I've heard of people saying, no, you can't if you're a beginner. So my thought on that would be yes.
1: I think that... um, beginners can practice money magic. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that we come across this problem of fear-mongering, which comes with a lot of magical territory, but especially when it comes to money magic. There's there's this fear that people get about spell work in general, and then they hear that spells can backfire. And instead of realizing that backfiring can just mean it doesn't appear the way you want it to, or nothing happens, which is the most likely consequence of a backfire, they think... If I'm asking for $50, I'll now lose $50. And it's it's not the case. So they get this like huge fear in their head about, well, I can't do any spell work whatsoever until I'm intermediate. But how do you become intermediate if you're not doing spell work? Like, how are you supposed to learn? You'll always be a beginner until you do it. And like money magic is one of those things. I bring up an example anytime I talk about like spell work in general or money magic specifically. I did a money bowl. And it was pretty early on and I was like, okay, I want to make money from the work that I do, thinking that it was going to be like from photography and from stuff online. And in reality, I got a message from three different people the next day saying, will you draw stuff for me? And I was like, I don't want to do drawing for money. I want to do other things for money. I was still getting people asking for money, but it was a backfire because it wasn't money in the way I wanted it. And, you know, most of the time if you're doing spells, nothing's going to happen. Your life's not going to be ruined. You're not going to become, you know, broke and destitute. So absolutely, I think beginners uh, can and I would even say should do magic and they should do spells. And if you want to find one, do money magic.
1: I 100% agree with that and it's funny because I have a similar experience with uh, the first time I did a prosperity spell or money spell was um, I wasn't quite clear in like the wording of what I was looking for and so I attracted more um, like a a larger follower base which is always wonderful um, but it's not what I was looking to attract so um, that was my backfire so to speak. (laughs)
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I've learned that specificity is absolutely key for everything you do in magic, because boy oh boy, when you're not real specific, it gets its own kind of specific. It decides, oh, you didn't fill in this detail? I'll just pick whatever I want.
0: That's why we need to be specific.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... I actually wanted to bring up uh, money magic and the law of attraction because I've been seeing that a lot lately and I feel like um, it just needs to be addressed. And before we get into it, uh, we're not going to go super deep into like the law of attraction, more so just kind of how it pertains to today's topic. Um, So for me, I see a lot of um, people discuss the law of attraction when it comes to money and specific Uh, your money mindset. And I think it's important to have a healthy mindset surrounding money. But I also wanted to say that um, just because you change the way you uh, view money, or if you don't change the way you view money, it's not going to automatically change your circumstances. If that makes sense. Did I word that properly? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: Okay, um, so when it comes to the law of attraction, and like money mindsets, I think that it is important to be able to change how you view it. Because if you're viewing it as this scary thing, it, the, you're always just gonna have like a weird relationship with money, even if you get it. And I, I was that way for a long time. I grew up not like destitute, but decently not impoverished, but I didn't have a lot of money growing up. It, it was pretty tight some months. Um, and you know, when I got into college, and it was off on my own, I didn't really have a lot. Even though I was working my butt off, I was working jobs that didn't pay all that much. And so my relationship with money started off as being like, this is a commodity that is scarce, it is precious, and also it's really hard to get and people don't think you deserve it, even though you do and you're working really hard. Like it was always this stress thing, like I was thinking about money all the time, I was thinking about my bills all the time. So when I changed it to like, I eventually started getting better jobs and I started working jobs that didn't hurt my body as much. Um, my relationship with money did change, but I don't think you have to necessarily change your entire outlook on money to start doing workings with money. Um, and in terms of like law of attraction, I just see that more as like magic in general. I don't really label it as law of attraction stuff just because I mean it, it all sounds about the same. But I, I do think that you definitely have to envision yourself doing things that you love and you're happier with and having a better relationship with money to start before the relationship with money in your own head does fully switch.
0: I also want to talk about, I know we're not gonna get deeply specific into the law of attraction, but um, there are a lot of mostly white people on social media who are multi-level marketers saying that you need to be financially irresponsible and like you need to become broke and spend all your money on vacations to make money somehow, in some way which I heavily disagree.
2: Yeah, the the multi-level marketing schemes are definitely not the way to go. Like, spend $1,000 to make 10000 Like, spend money to make money, yes, but it doesn't have to be to that degree. And, you know, the, the reason that these things are schemes, they're called schemes, is because they are schemes. They don't work. They only work to impoverish you, and you spend all your money to make somebody else money. Um, And th- there's a difference between that versus, like, you know, if, if we go with, like, etsy resin businesses you have to spend money on the resin and on the the molds and the supplies like all the things that you would use to make things but once you start making those things you have the supplies you can make money off of the supplies that you've bought but you don't have to spend ten thousand dollars to try to become a millionaire you start small and I, i think that's that's important like scaling things up as you go If you're scared of money magic, start by trying to manifest $20 and then move to $50 and then move to $100. You don't have to start with, I'm going to be a millionaire today, so I must go into debt by $10,000. I think that's a ridiculous standard to set for yourself. Start small. I think
1: that's a good point to make, too, is that it is an energy exchange. So it's not about expending all of your energy or money to get more in return. There doesn't need to be that. You don't have to go into debt, like you said, in order to uh, to bring that money in, or to bring that energy in. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the difference between that having like a business and um, checking the initial cost of supplies, there's a big difference between that and. The- Saying that you want to go to Dubai for a week and become indebted and broke. Well, I
2: think you guys also brought up um like the the cost of magic and the the price of magic, which I think people get scared about because they hear cost or price and they think money. But the reality is that the cost of your magic or the price of your magic is more often like maybe supplies that you have, but more often it's the energy and the effort. So the energy of like doing the spell work, and then you know especially as it relates to like money. Like, the cost is more often, like, the energy that you're putting in. And then, you know, if it's a money spell or a job spell in particular, you have to put in the effort to go job hunting, send your applications, maybe do stuff with the applications that you're sending magic-wise. Um, you know, there's there's energetic steps and there's things that you have to do physically, but it doesn't mean that your money spell has to... Whoop, uh, it doesn't mean that your money spell has to cost you money. That's a really um, good point, You yeah. just made me
0: think of the meme of someone just... Writing on an application form and just um, lighting a candle on it, and not sending the yeah, application. Yeah, and then not form. sending it yeah. in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was going to be my next point. That it has to be. There has to be some mundane before the magical, or with the magical. Like you can't, like you said, you can't just r- fill out an application, <laughs> light a spell, put the candle on top, and then not pass in the application. Like you still have to do some work in the mundane before, like for your magic. To manifest. Right.
2: Well, like, when I was, uh, I don't know how much you guys were keeping up with this, like, two months ago or whenever it was, but when I was looking to move, my move was going to cost me about $2,000, which sucks. Uh, and I knew that there were a couple mundane things I needed to do beforehand, so I, like, wasn't going out as much because of coronavirus anyway, but also I was making sure that anything I spent money on it was only what was absolutely necessary. I tried not to buy as many snacks at the grocery store, but I also did workings to ensure that any other money that could be brought in would be brought in. And so um, I like, just for fun, like some nights I would do astrology stuff on one of the servers. And so people asked to send me like tips. Um, I opened Patreon for myself and for our podcast. And then that started taking off decently well. And so just like little things that I was able to do did better than I expected. And I, in part, put that up to us working really hard and in part say that some of the extra might have been from my money spell and I was able to get the cost together to be able to move. So like I was doing the important mundane things of not spending as much of keeping track of what I was doing and putting stuff into savings but I was also doing other things magically to help bring in any extra that I could possibly get.
1: Right and I think that's something important to note because I feel like Um, I've gotten the question before where um, I had posted on my uh, Instagram that it's not just about intention like you have to put the work in as well. And somebody had commented saying, well, what's the point of me even doing this. Um, So I feel like there's, there's that misconception that, you know, I'm going to be able to just do this and not do anything else in my mundane life, and everything will come to fruition, and I'll be good. But that's obviously not the case. And we know that to be true.
0: School of thought just ends up failing, especially if you believe in the, um, psychological metric or system. Um, you're just most, for the most part, you're just shifting your thoughts in it. Um, you're changing your subconscious and it helps you actually work harder or reach that specific goal. for the most part, you're just doing that to help yourself rather than just, poof, you've, um, and you're rich.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I always go to the job spell because it's so easy to point to, but like, if you're doing magic, but you're not doing any mundane, if you don't send in your job application, how are you supposed to get a job? Like, your employers don't know you exist. You're If you don't tell your friends you're looking for a job, your friends can't help you out. If it's just you silently decide, I want a job, and you do a spell, How is anyone supposed to know that you want a job? Like, how how do you expect that to come about if you're not doing anything to get there? It, It just makes no sense to me to not do mundane action and just to think, oh, magically a friend will ask me if I want a job and they hand me over my dream job. No, you- Sorry, I don't know if you can hear the banging out there. I I don't know if if anybody's ever going to try to drop that in your lap. You have to you know start looking for jobs. You have to find a place that works for you. You have to do something about it. Magic can't take you the whole way,
1: right? And I think that misconception comes too from um, mainstream and media and how witchcraft and magic is is portrayed. Um, so people just automatically assume that they're going to be able to do that and not have to do anything else. <laughs>
0: Okay, so, also, I want to preface the note. You don't need to spend, like, $500 on a spell just to make $500. You can literally use Italian seasoning.
2: True, true. McCormick Coven all the yeah. way. <laughs> I love McCormick Coven, because people think that you have to spend all this money on, like, these exotic herbs and spices that you get only in this one remote region, and it's like bro you can literally go to the grocery store and pick up seasoning i also i i think it's really important to forage because one of the main ingredients that i use in any of my prosperity or money spells literally grows in my parking lot it grew in the parking lot at my last apartment and it grows in the parking lot at this apartment i found some dried stocks goldenrod like free free plants if you're foraging correctly look into your foraging laws of course but like Goldenrod grows everywhere here. It's literally along the side of the highway. I can find it anywhere I go, in parks, taking walks, whatever. I spend zero dollars and zero cents on my supplies. I just have to go out and pick it. And, like, some people are allergic and whatever. But then you go to, like, to the grocery store. You get herbs that are related to prosperity that can also be used as cooking herbs. And it's a great way, if you're in the broom closet, to just have your herbs out that you can use for magical purposes. You could cook with them to do, like, a meal that you ingest. Like, you really don't have to spend almost any money.
0: And you don't need to worry if they're inedible or not. Right,
2: yeah, you can make sure that it's definitely skin safe and, like, ingestible safe because it's literally meant to be eaten.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point, too. I have goldenrod that grows around me like crazy as well. So definitely utilize what you can around you or low-cost options. Like, there's no need to spend a fortune.
2: I mean, in my case, I just go to the dollar store, too. Like, you can literally get dollar store, like seasoning and stuff. <laughs> it works so well.
0: I have a list of all the things you can use. So oregano, we mentioned Italian seasoning, five-finger grass, um, you can use cinnamon, citrus, basil, marjoram, or corn kernels. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yep. I've used oranges, um, like the or- the peel, I-, I use those a lot. Um,
0: Some people use John the, the Conqueror. <laughs> Hopefully I said that
2: right. I'm gonna pull up actually my Book of Shadows and find my uh, my spells that I've used. Because I, I write them down, or at least I try to. So let me find my money spells and I can tell you exactly what I use. And I, I've shown these like publicly before, so I don't mind. Here we go, I'll pull up my money bowl. Um, and there's also like just colors, like you have fabric or a colored bowl or a cup or whatever. Um, so like obviously the colors green and gold will always be good, silver Copper, as well.
0: yellow, um, white.
2: Peppermint oil. Uh, We also have uh, curly dock or yellow dock here and that's good for money as well. So I'll like pull off all the little seeds. Um, Bay leaves are good uh, just in general. Um, You can put one in your wallet. It's like a small little money charm. I do that. Uh, Basil, pepper and peppercorns for like protection because I think you should always protect your workings. Um, Literally coins. I put actual physical money, and that's my, like, spending money to make money, quote-unquote. So I'll put coins into my money bowl to represent that. Um, fool's gold. And I try to do, like, small gold. to big. Yeah, fool's gold. Definitely, I use uh, I use pyrite, um, aventurine, and peridot as well. Um, so I, I use all of those. And if you don't have anything, you know, sigils are always working. Um, you can use like colored pens and write in a certain color. Like there's, there's lots of ways if you just get a little bit creative that if you don't have any of this, but you have a a green highlighter or you can draw a sigil, like that's all you need.
0: Yeah, I agree. Right.
1: Exactly. And I mean, even in replace, uh, uh, sorry, even if you don't want to draw a sigil or you don't have sigils, for any reason like you don't know how to create a sigil you can even just draw the money sign and use the money sign as you know what i mean like
2: yeah yeah 100 i'll definitely like i'll draw that on the sides of my candles because i get glass candles or if you're safe and can properly use a cutting instrument um i'll use like an exacto or some people use toothpicks to carve it into the sides of candles so you can just straight up like do that i know very popular especially in money spells is glitter um, now there there is some glitter that is like environmentally friendly I think it costs a little bit more I haven't looked into it too closely but it does exist so you could get environmentally friendly glitter and use the, the gold glitter on anything that you carve into it. So you could, like, draw the money symbol, you could write the word money, you could write a specific amount that you want, and then you could put glitter in it to add a little bit of shine and sparkle. It's that gold color you're looking for. It could be green or silver or whatever. Um, but yeah, just lots of ways to, to decorate it and represent lots of stuff. Get, the color get a little thing, bit funky I, with it.
0: I can bully Betsy because they have colorful money in Canada. You can use all the we colors. Do, so. yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My 20 is green, so.
2: (laughs) Well, there you go. All of our money is green, so we don't have any choice.
1: We have purple for 10, green for 20, 50 is red, and 100 is brown.
2: I I imagine that system probably works really well for you guys, because in our wallets, we just open it up and see a sea of green if we have any. It could be all ones. It could be all 20s. You don't know. You have to pull each one out individually. (laughs)
1: I could definitely incorporate that into my magic.
2: (laughs) I also wanted to add real quick, uh, for any of you more planetary or astrology folks, uh, you can also use like invoking planets or moon phases. If you're much more lunar oriented, you can definitely use those, especially if you use like moon phase in this sign, Um, the waxing, phases like from new all the way up until full will go through a couple of zodiac signs so if you're looking for a specific one you can find that specific one most of the time and you might not have to wait all that long definitely look into like planetary based stuff because I I find that lunar stuff is very intro friendly for for beginners Um, But other astrology stuff, if you start studying it just a little bit, you can start incorporating those energies, especially, I would say, Venus and Jupiter. Yeah, I actually,
1: um, shameless plug, I have a Prosperity Charm Peg video up on my YouTube, which I utilize uh, Jupiter's energy for. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Do we want to continue with correspondence? We talked a little bit about money magic and the law of
0: attraction. I have one more thing to add. If you want to um, bring in money from a specific way, use items. like Let's say you want um, to bring in money from music or from singing. Put symbols on your sacred space, altar spell. They just rep- they're just sympathetic objects to represent your desire. Use those. Use miniature or ceramic pieces. Use whatever you have.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And it goes back to um, what we mentioned in the beginning where you want to be specific, um, because it may end up being where you're bringing in money, but it's not from the place that you want it to bring it in. So again, just being specific, I think is going to help you in the long run
2: for that um
1: okay so I know in the beginning Nike you said that you wanted to touch on a few different like traditions or paths uh for money magic did you want to go into that now
2: yeah so um these are just a few that I know um there's a little bit of ceremonial stuff that I'm less familiar with if you guys decide to include it there's also like mixing folk magic with planetary magic and and that kind of stuff there is um oh god I'm forgetting the word right now and I feel really dumb but basically like timing-based stuff with astrology. Electional. I think it's electional. Yeah, where you, like, pick a day that works for everything that, for the specific intention you're using and then you, like, make charms for that. and You don't have to use the charms right away. So if you have a Mercury day that's good coming up but you don't have anything for Mercury, you can still use that. You can make that charm and then use it later. Um, there's also, like, folk magic-y things. There's, and it depends on the tradition that you're doing because, like, Irish folk magic is going to be different from Greek folk magic, etc. Um, but there's, like charms you can do. I know in Greek magic there's like poppets as well as being very similar to like uh hoodoo and stuff but you know I'm not a I'm not a conjure worker so that's not really my area to speak on I just know that that exists. Money bowls are great folk magic there's there's lots of little things you can do for that um and in Norse magic specifically I know that it has a big use on like words and runes and like bind runes where you put them together in a shape like all the symbols together into one to be your specific intention and it's it's kind of like just a sigil but only with runes um there's different ways to draw them i mean lots and lots and lots of ways you can invoke the gods while you're doing stuff especially as time went on they started incorporating like many traditions do christianity into some of their stuff so like Christianity ends up being a big influence in a lot of folk magic, so I definitely recommend, and I had to get over this too, if you have an aversion to Christianity, a lot of folk magic is going to be very difficult for you, but if you can see it as more of like a spell book to use instead of just like the oppressive Christian church, like if that's your view on it, definitely try to get past that because folk magic very heavily relies on the Christian Bible, so try to use it more as like invocations like the Orphic Hymns.
0: Yeah, you can definitely use stuff from the Bible, like the Psalms, I know people say it's a spell spellbook. Um, stuff like hoodoo, I don't want to get into the debate if white people can practice it, blah blah blah. And they use dirts, you can use dirt from a bank. Um, in Appalachian folk magic, you can use um, jars or bowls. It's just gonna be dependent on the practice and the tradition.
2: When Norse magic uses dirts too, there's, uh, there's talk about like getting the dirt from your enemy's footprints and doing stuff with that. So dirts are also not an exclusive thing. So if you're a little bit worried, look into maybe some Norse magic with that stuff.
1: Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Um, I'm secular myself, so I don't tie anything to like a specific tradition. Um, so I usually basically just use like planetary stuff, uh, days of the week color magic, those sorts of things, lunar phases. Um, so, again, just kind of do a little bit of research and make it your own.
0: Also, we should plug in your Money Bowl uh, episode in the description.
2: Oh, yeah, I do have a Money Bowl episode. That's right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I can find that link if you guys want me to. Otherwise, if you can pull it up yourself.
1: Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely link that in the description for our listeners. Yes, I, uh,
2: for, for reference for listeners, I have a video that I made about my specific money bowl, and I walk you through each step with me, and I explain stuff so you can see the process happening and why I do certain things. And I also want to reiterate the point that I make in that video. You can always change it. It does not have to be formulaic. If you don't have an ingredient that I have, you don't have to use it. You can use other things.
1: Yeah, and I think that's important uh, like to remember – pretty well straight across the board when you're doing spell work or at least for me anyways is you know be intuitive if like you said if you don't have an ingredient and you have something else that you think will work then just replace it it's not like an end-all be-all sort of thing
0: (laughs) yeah that's why there's like literally a hundred herbs for x we partially spoken about this with Georgina Marshall two weeks three weeks ago
2: yeah, definitely. Like, there, there's a reason that 1300 herbs do the same purpose. Now, I, I will say that some of them do slightly different versions. Like, if you're looking for, uh, like, love, um, th- that can be, like, romantic love. It can be more physical love. It can be, like, friendship. Um, so, like, some of the specifics will matter a little bit. But for the most part, they'll all work the same way.
0: Yeah, it's like um, the example Olivia gives. Um, how is it right now? um if you're making steak and you use um pepper instead of salt it's not going to really make a difference but if you're using tofu is it really steak
2: yeah yeah pretty much exactly that
1: um i think that's why it's super important to um and why we always encourage um beginners To write everything down, and even if you're not a beginner, but write everything down because you could use a certain ingredient or do things a certain way at a certain time um, and get a completely different result um, each time you do it. So documenting the stuff that you're using and when you're doing it and uh, comparing your results between two separate times or two separate spells um, can also really benefit you and help you in your spell work.
2: Yeah, I I use... I mean, I have a lot of ways that I write things down, but if I'm looking to revisit it later, I definitely use Google Docs. So if you're looking for something that is uh, easy, it's free, it's you can access it anywhere at any time, any computer, any phone. Uh, I definitely love Google Docs and just Google Drive in general. I can save so much in there. I have bunches and bunches of PDFs and I, I have a specific area that I put all of my spell work and I can revisit it all later if I really need to come back to it.
0: Also, it doesn't need to be aesthetically pleasing. I yeah. know Nike has a big book of shadows. <laughs> that which I have is not really filled yet.
2: Oh, I, I have the giant yeah. book of shadows that's going to be filled eventually, but right now I literally use, like, notebook paper. Like,
0: Yeah, you can use notebook paper. And if you have a big, pretty book of shadows, my advice would be scribble on the front page.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: Also, I want to talk on the note if the difference between a need and a want. If you need to pay rent, it's going to be different for it's going to be different um than wanting those red stiletto heels.
2: Right. Yeah. It's and in some ways, you know, I haven't done this personally because I don't really do any magic for wants versus needs. Um but I I imagine that it would probably manifest a little bit differently because the intention and desire behind it is not going to be as intense as like I need to eat or I need a roof over my head that's going to be a very different fuel um versus I want a new like purse or I want a new microphone I don't need it I just want it I think it'd be fun and nice like that's that's going to be really different and I'm sure it could work you could still get some of that extra cash to be able to get that or whatever or you could manifest that item specifically but it, it definitely will have a different I, I hate using the word, but, like, it's going to have a different vibration to it than, you know, just wanting some new toy.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree with that.
2: <laughs> 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 um, and again,
1: I think that just goes back to specificity when you're uh, talking or when you're not when you're talking, when you're doing your your workings, um, just being specific in what you want and how um, um. your wording what you're saying yeah. if you're saying anything at all
2: um when i was doing my workings for like getting enough money to move that was a need not to get too much into it but i had uh i was living in a place with five bedrooms rent by room and one of the roommates um has not been quarantine friendly shall we say um and we had several risks several different times including uh one of my house members getting COVID. Um, And so that need to get out was based on a need for health and safety. Um, And I was very specific. I was like, I need to have this much money in my savings account in order to have enough to be safe in case of any emergency and to be able to pay for all the moving costs. So I was like, I need, I've posted it publicly. I was like, I need $4,000 in my savings account by this date. I need that money this way. I, I even specified, like, I want to make it through this avenue, this avenue, and this avenue. Send it to me through those and any extra blessings you want to send my way, because I'm always open to a little bit of extra. Because, you know, leave the possibility open for, like, friends just randomly throwing you a little bit of money, because I've done that with my friends before. So I was like, I need this much, this date, these ways. Very, very specific. And I met my goal, which was awesome. Yay!
1: That's super, that's awesome. Um, I also think that it's important to note that sometimes you can be as specific as you want, but it's not gonna be realistic and you're not going to be able to to get that. Like um, similar situation for me, I had to dispel and I was super specific in what I wanted and when I wanted it. And it manifested, but it didn't manifest for like two months after I was looking for. <laughs> and it, it manifested in a... Um, It manifested slightly different than what I was expecting instead of, you know, that money coming to me um, in the in that way, it was here's the job opportunity to give you the money that you need. So it was yeah. slightly different than what I was anticipating. That's, that's actually a story yeah. I hear a
2: lot of somebody <laughs> being like, I asked the universe for a little bit of money and then my boss offered me more hours at work. And I was like, no, I just wanted the cash. And it's like, well, this might be the, the way that you get that cash is through all these extra hours. Um, oh God, I feel so bad. I don't remember who it was, but recently I saw somebody saying that um, they needed a little bit of extra money and their boss called them and said, hey, one of your coworkers quit. So we have a full-on, like, full-time position worth of hours that needs to be filled. So she ended up working like a dog and having, like, double shifts all the time. She was like, yeah, I needed money, but I didn't need all this stress. And she she was talking about it as, like, this is why you're specific, because I just asked for money. So I got lots of hours at work that gives me money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think yeah. I
0: know who you're talking about. Isn't it Aiden from no, the old Um No, it was team? somebody
2: on TikTok that I followed for a while. She lives semi near okay. me. Okay,
0: because that happened to Aiden too.
2: Yep, it's it's very common. Like it's it's a very universal experience that a lot of people are like. I ask for money, so I got hours. Yay!
0: <laughs> also, I want to talk about. Right. Um, can we win the lottery? Just because. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> If we won the lottery, we wouldn't be doing this.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Okay.
1: Okay, So I had a a friend who had um, an experience where she had said that that's what she wanted to manifest. And she did. But she like won five (laughs) dollars.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like 10 million people all win the lottery because it's like a common thing. So everyone gets like five bucks. Yes. You can win the lottery. It won't be $10 million lottery. <laughs> It'll be $5. I mean, like, there there, there could be some arguments to be made, and I'm I'm on this side of it, of like, I think you could argue that, you know, using intuition or divination or, you know, doing a spell and then going out and buying a ticket, you might be able to get one of those smaller ones where, like, if you're trying to manifest 50 bucks and you get a scratch-off and the scratch-off gives you 50 bucks, I think that's perfectly feasible. I think it's not very feasible uh, to try to win the, like, $10 million jackpot for one, because, wow, that's that's a, that's a big ask of the universe. And two, um, from the practical standpoint, there's actually a lot of states where they don't have to keep you anonymous, and people will try to find you and take your money. Um, family will start to try to take it from you. All the taxes that come out, you don't earn as much as you think you would. Um, so there's a lot of, like, practical issues that also most people wouldn't want to deal with when it comes to, like... Winning the lottery, so you're better off trying to do one of the, like, smaller scratch-offs if you're trying yeah, to, like, I agree win with the that. lottery. <laughs> I mean, we can dream, though. Wouldn't it be nice to have just $10 million to buy yourself one of those, like, big mansions and just transform into <laughs> a Richie home? God, that'd be nice. I could
0: buy all the dollar stores <laughs> in my country.
2: All the dollar there stores you know. that we use <laughs> goals, the dollar store
1: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> okay so we've covered quite a bit of ground on this episode um before we um ended off was there any last tips or advice that we would like to offer our listeners
2: I have one general tip that I like to give a lot, and it's less about money, magic, and more about spell work in general. And I've, I said it earlier, but I'm going to repeat it again because I feel very passionate about it. You're never going to improve if you don't do it. You're never going to get experience. You're never going to know what does and does not work for you. If I hadn't done that first money bowl to know that I need to be more more specific, I wouldn't know to be more specific. Like, There's only so much reading you can do. There's only so much armchair witchcraft you can do before you just have to do it. Because it's a practice. It's called a practice for a reason. If you're not practicing, you're just reading. It's more applicable to call yourself a scholar than it is to call yourself a practitioner. So just jump in and do it. I promise you're not going to die. You're not going to lose all your money. You got to get practice somehow.
1: I 100% agree with that advice.
0: <laughs> I agree too. Also, if we're using fire, fire safety, please, we yeah. don't want to get sued.
1: Yes, or burn yourself or burn something down. Or- yeah.
2: yeah, don't burn your house or down trying to get money magic. That's, uh, that's one way to lose a bunch of money. Yeah, really.
1: <laughs> um, I think my takeaway would be similar um, to just make sure that you're specific in any of the workings that you're doing. Um, obviously, you have to do mundane work as well with your magical. Um, and, uh, just make it your own. Um, if something it's all about, well, for us anyways, and like the folk practice aspect of it, it's, it's about relating what you see as valuable or money, um, to that spell in this regard. Like, so for instance, uh, in your video, Nike, you said, um, something about seeing something as being tied to money or having value, and you could have a different view than I would or include different items that uh, we see as valuable or um, as having monetary value. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I could include stuff for, like, I I could include a camera lens because I know that cameras are very expensive. But, you know, for somebody who's not a photographer or doesn't do anything with cameras, camera gear is going to be less of a a thing for them versus, like, you know, if you do computer stuff, maybe you could include a computer part because you know that computer parts can be expensive or computers are a way to make money. Like, there's lots and lots of ways if you really start to get a little bit, uh, is nebulous the right word? I hope it is. I'm going to use it anyway. A little bit nebulous with the way that you're viewing stuff. Things that represent money to you in sort of an abstract way is is definitely another way to go with it. It doesn't have to be literal coins, literal money, gold, like just things that have worth in that way. If you can include something from them or even just a picture of them, like photographs are are huge too. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Awesome.
1: And um, handles for anybody who doesn't already follow you, Nike?
2: yeah pretty much everywhere i warrior witch nike minus twitter because the naming convention's too long it's warrior witch N. um they'll also have links for you guys but if you just search me up i'm around i'm also pretty active in like discord communities so if you happen to, to see any of them you know i'm in a couple uh and i have my own if you wanted to come hang out there too
1: wonderful thank you so much for being here with us today we really enjoyed having you
2: yeah thanks for having me it was
1: a lot of fun and um handles for us um you can find me on instagram and youtube at the witch from the north and i'm on
0: twitter lancel d that's c h e and lancel the island witch on instagram ye
1: and don't forget to follow our podcast on ig rosemary by the Bucketful podcast
0: <laughs> hopefully we do bloopers
2: <laughs> well, we'll see <laughs> at we've, some point yeah <laughs> yeah
0: we've already been saying this like for three weeks
1: and then we had an episode from hell last week. Yeah, so.
2: <laughs>
1: everything was just not working. So
2: you gotta have one where that happens. It's it's sort of a rite of passage. Uh, yeah. <laughs>